so welcome to the Limitless Landscapers podcast. I'm Paula and today I'm here with Debbie of Feather Grey Consulting and she's going to be talking to me all about recruitment, staffing, issues, tips and everything else in between. So stay tuned. As the founder of the Landscaper Circle and the Limitless Landscapers podcast, I am here to help you get more money, time and freedom to make your life and business truly limitless. Through my experiences as the owner of a garden design and landscaping business and through tried and tested methods, if you want help with the marketing, managing and growing of your business, then you are in the right place. If you are a landscaper, garden designer, horticultural business or a supplier to the industry, be sure to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. Now, let's get back to the show. Hello, Debbie. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining me today. So why don't you give a bit of an introduction about you and how we kind of met? Okay, sure. So um, I run a recruitment business that strives to find brilliant people for owner-managed businesses, typically throughout the UK. Although I'm based in Milton Keynes and um, I've been recruiting for, gosh, nearly 27 years and have experience of finding people across pretty much every discipline and, and skill and competence. The key for me is understanding and getting the, the right culture fit for any candidate that I introduce into a business. And from there, typically they will um, thrive, do well uh, and stay within the business. So... I do have an understanding of landscaping. My husband ran a landscaping business. He's been in the industry for forever. So I know and understand the, the kind of challenges of recruiting in this area. And he now is a ops manager for a landscaping firm in Bedfordshire. And we were introduced because of the work and the knowledge of um, me having recruited for, for landscapers previously. Yep. And Debbie is currently helping us on our recruitment drive as Aura Landscape. So, yeah, so that's a, a really cool process. We've never really used a recruitment agency before. And yet, because Debbie has got that knowledge and really experience in the and understanding of the landscaping industry, we thought it was a perfect fit. So that's why I invited Debbie on today to really talk about the problems in the landscaping industry of recruitment, all of us are constantly saying, where's the staff? And also to talk about maybe looking for less skilled over skilled and the benefits and, and stuff like that. So Debbie, the floor is yours. <laughs> okay. okay. I mean, I think the challenge of finding good people isn't just, you know, specific to landscaping. I, I see it across absolutely every um, industry that I'm involved in. And I think the key thing is, and, and certainly... I'm seeing this now is really think about the people that you have already within your business and um, making sure that there are opportunities for them to grow and develop, you know, reward them in a competitive way and really, you know, make sure that you identify those people within your team that want more responsibility because ultimately when you recruit more people into your business then if you've got some people you're, you're kind of succession planning and you've already got those those skills and those softer skills in place to be able to support any new 
new landscapers or laborers coming into your business. So I think that is absolutely the key thing. I think also, you know, we've all had experience of a bad apple within our team and, you know, that, that kind of worry of, okay, if we let them go, then what's going to be the effect? But, you know, my recommendation would always be to, to nip it in the bud because ultimately that could ripple out into other parts, you know, of the team. And then you could end up having more than one person leaving the business, which has a huge impact. So when, when I work with my clients, you know, I talk a lot about not just where are you at now, but also what are your plans for, for the next year, for the next 18 months that, you know, going on from that and not necessarily just in terms of projects that you've got in the pipeline, but where do you see yourself? What are your growth plans? And then from there, really then start to think about the resourcing plans and how would you make that happen? Because inevitably there isn't a tap that we can just switch on and candidates will come flowing through. My knowledge and, and expertise within this field says that, you know, you've got to kiss a lot of frogs to get the right people into your business. So absolutely allow yourself at least three months, certainly for more skilled landscapers or team leaders that you're looking to bring into the business. But there are lots of things that you can do just to be able to keep having your eyes and ears open about bringing people into the business. So really get to know your suppliers, your builders, merchants, your turf suppliers, you know, anybody that you have good relationships with, you know, let it be known to them that you're looking to build and grow your business. You know, ask them, do they know of anybody? Because ultimately, you know, if you meet somebody, you will have hopefully a positive meeting, you'll get a good example of their work. But actually by finding out from somebody that deals with them on the day to day, that will be more telling. Make sure on your social media platform, Platforms, you're talking about what it is, what it, what does it mean to be an employee of Aura Landscapes, for example, what's been the development experience, you know, somebody that has come in as an apprentice has kind of moved through the ranks, etc. That's really powerful. And really think about, I guess, when you're looking to recruit the kind of skilled versus the apprentices and the, the less experienced, the labourers, is that by bringing somebody in who has just kind of fundamentals hopefully what you'll gain is a really brilliant attitude they're moldable they'll take good instruction they hopefully won't have built up bad habits I understand that they do require more hands-on you know direction and instruction for sure but hopefully that ties in and gives other team members the opportunity to take on more um, of a mentoring role or, or coaching them so my view is always about trying to get that culture fit, that loyalty or evidence of loyalty and that passion for being able to, to do something. I think if you are thinking, uh, I need to build another team and let's bring on a team leader or a skilled landscaper, then that in itself, it happens. I've recruited for those people previously, but the benefits, I guess, are around the fact that they are independent. You know, they bring a breadth of experience that may not only kind of complement your existing skill base, but also they perhaps bring other skills that is missing from your business. The negatives or the challenges sometimes can be that they are 
used to working to doing things in a certain way and if that is different to how you as your business works that sometimes can cause some tension so my recommendation would always be asking those types of questions to determine how um, open they are to change potentially and for the right reasons because you may learn from them but they also need to be able to take instruction from you as well so I don't know whether that has kind of helped in terms oh. of there's a lot of information in terms of the kind of challenges and, and the pitfalls you know from my perspective when I'm recruiting and I can share with you some kind of questions that I would typically ask Ask that go beyond the questions around your communications or good customer service because that is important as well as the kind of technical landscape and skills that are required as well but you know questions that I as a recruiter would typically ask around how do they ensure deadlines are met you know what would happen if you're at the risk of a deadline not being met what would you do to motivate your team to be able to complete it and, and get it finished you know how do you ensure that quality isn't compromised what happens around sourcing of materials so I think when you work with a recruiter then my job is to to take away I guess some of the headache around screening lots and lots of candidates I mean I think Paula you know when we've been working together I've probably gosh I don't know how many but it's going to be gosh hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of candidates that I've looked at I've spoken you know to over a hundred candidates and I have shared with you less than 10 candidates so that just hopefully gives a sense of the screening that I will go through I will look to see I'll ask to see examples of work and projects I think because I have an in-house um, experienced landscaper too will help um, to be able to determine what is good and what not so there can be a benefit to engaging with a company like me to be able to take some of that kind of time and headache but ultimately you know your business and you need to have these conversations be open to investing some time to be able to to meet people to have that open-mindedness if that's a word of just getting to know them and see in kind of when and how they can fit and not being afraid of recruiting people that are different you know to yeah. your existing team if the core kind of values and qualities are there then actually that creates a really diverse and vibrant team and that in itself could bring its advantages I think from my perspective as well it's made us really review our business so what I've learned from working with Debbie and continuing to work with Debbie is the fact that planning needs to be and planning around staff needs to be more well just needs to happen really I think a lot of us go through as landscapers and designers we're just getting on with our business we see that we've got loads of work coming up you're too afraid to recruit before you've got the work so you wait till you've got the work and then it's a very big rush like quick we've got to find someone you also need them that day if not a week before <laughs> And it doesn't work like that. And I think that's what people need to bear in mind. It's the planning element of planning your staff according to projects that are coming in or projects that you're quoting for that you might not have in yet. Sometimes it's taking that leap of faith to start the process because by the time you get someone that fits and works for you, you, you should have the work there is what I'm really trying to say because ultimately I just think a lot of us do kind of do it on the hop 
So yes. you'll put out ads and then you'll get a load of rubbish and then you have to spend time going through it. Hence why we're working with you because we haven't got the time to screen all of the clients. And also you can find people in different ways than we do. So I think planning is key when you're looking at any staff really. Yeah, absolutely. And I think as well, if you are under pressure to take somebody on and ultimately it doesn't work out, then there, there's a huge cost, you know, to that in terms of investing, onboarding yeah. somebody and trying to work with them. And I think that if it's done in a bit more of a planned and focused way, then you still need to invest that time in onboarding, but it will result in a greater reward for sure and also there isn't quite that pressure of we need somebody to hit the ground running from day one because they can work you know with and for and as part of the teams to really embed themselves in the way in which you know you as a business run your projects yeah it's recruitment staff everyone just wants more <laughs> yeah. yeah absolutely and, and a lot of us don't know much about recruitment because we're just landscapers who've suddenly become business owners who then have to learn all the recruiting <laughs> and contracts and hr and all the other bits in between we as you know business owners and people you know recruitment is about people and i am sure that i know when i've introduced folk to you and you've met with them you know i'm sure that you would have you know a gut reaction within yeah. a few minutes and think actually yes I could see that person working and then the rest of the conversation is really around kind of probing to find out and assess exactly where they're at yeah. and then you can start to think about well how do they fit in to yes. our business but so you know I would say that you already do have lots of those skills anyway everybody does in terms of being able to get a sense of oh yeah that's our kind of person but absolutely it takes a lot of time and when you're running jobs and quoting and you know doing all of the other things that you need to do and, and wearing the different hats that you need to wear recruitment which probably or the people bit is your most important part of your business can feel quite challenging to get that right and that's why I think it's all you know linked in terms of it isn't just about recruiting for new people all of the time it's really making sure that your existing team have got those opportunities so that they don't get enticed to a competitor as a skilled or a team leader or or that type of position you know give them the opportunity and the responsibility because if you've recruited the right people and that cultural fit is right and you know that sense of loyalty and that ambition then even if they're not quite ready you can be sure that they will give it their best shot yeah yeah um, so no, yeah. it's been good it's been great to speak to you anyway Debbie and I'm sure lots of people will listen to this and be like oh, yes <laughs> it's been good for tips and stuff if people want to get in touch with you about recruitment if they have any questions how do they get in touch with you so I have a website for the Great Consulting. I'm on LinkedIn. I'll happily share my contact details. And if you'd like, just as some resource, some questions that I would typically ask that I don't know whether that would be useful for the folk that are part of this group. So I can send that and with my contact details too. But I, I guess it's, you know, there isn't a silver bullet for sure. But I think it's about just keeping your eyes and ears open all of the time to when there are good people. And I think, as you said, Paul, you know it's about planning ahead and really thinking okay where do I need you know where do we want to be right what do we do to make that happen yeah no 100% well thank uh, you again um, for coming on and anyone that's listening I will put everything in the show notes of how to contact Debbie how to get okay. in touch with me 
yeah and i will see you on the next episode excellent thank you very much cheers no